This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And this week, we're going to be talking about working with change uh, rather than against change to create more flow, joy, ease in our life. And so um, I think that we are inevitably going to face changes and that as much as sometimes we try to convince ourselves that we've got something that is uh, fixed and it's going to stay and it's right the way that it is, oftentimes we can find that uh, it just, it goes when we least expect it. So when we learn how to kind of flex with this, with the changes that come our way, then um, we wind up being able to maintain a much happier state as we move along. Okay. So one of the things that needs to happen in order to be able to really accept change is to move into a place of acceptance. Acceptance is such an important part of creating a really happy and fulfilled life. So um, what happens is, is we come up with an idea, right? It's kind of the proverbial white picket fence, right? We, we come up with an idea of what life is supposed to be like and what, we, what is going to make us happy. It's a particular thing, a person or a situation. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's just a continual moving target, But we come up with this idea of what it is that's going to make us happy and that this is our destination. This is what we get and then we want to keep. And then there's, there's two different pieces of this. One is that we always are putting our happiness in the future. And I know I've spoken with you about that before. So we're always putting our happiness in the future. And the other one is that you are, um, so that we're clinging or we start to cling to this life, uh, cling to this image of what our, our life should be like. And when we're clinging to this image of what life should be like, we, we can't flex with what, we can't appreciate what the change, we can't appreciate what the change is bringing to us. What is it that we're gaining from this change? What is it that we are um, able to bring in that we wouldn't have had the opportunity to bring in had we not been faced with this sudden change. So it's switching our mindset 
to be able to to embrace and accept the fact that we had like if it's something you had before and then you lost it you had it it's wonderful that you had it it's wonderful that it brought you joy um and it's it it might even be something that you want to have again but it it's Important, just as important to be able to shift the mindset to be able to see what the value is. What is it that you're getting from your life now? Let's give an example of, say, a relationship. A lot of times when people lose a relationship, their response to that is to feel only the loss. And there's something that's being gained when people lose a relationship, which is time to be in deeper relationship with themselves, time to focus more on themselves and to reorient to what it is that's most important to them. And that would be an example of how to go from, oh, I don't have this person anymore. I don't have this life anymore, which is a normal grieving is a normal part of the process, but it's going from that place then to being able to say, okay, what's here in this moment that I can really appreciate? What is it that I have now? And sometimes it's easier after we've gone a few rounds with something or we're a little bit down the road to find something to appreciate. And, um, but I want to encourage you to do it as soon as possible. So an example might be you lose your job. And after losing your job, then you, um, you go into this place of, oh, no, what am I going to do? And there's all the uncertainty and there's all the jo- doubt. And you start to, um, you know, worry. And it's like, how could this be a good thing? Like I, I have people say that sometimes. How could this possibly be a good thing? Well, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily reframing it as a good thing. Um, but where is the good in it? What is it that is coming out of this that can be embraced immediately so that it can look like, yes, I did lose something, um, but now I have something else. And down the road, very frequently when people lose a job and then they get a different job or even sometimes they stay unemployed for a while, it brings out all sorts of things. They might say, I had more time to spend with my family and it realigned my values. I found a job that I really loved when I hated my other job or I started a business for myself. And those are the things that came out of that sort of impromptu change that can be recognized at the time. Even though, like I said, it's more often that people are able to rewrite that afterwards. And so, so it's a year, two years, five years down the road and say, wow, you know, that was a really hard event, but look at where I am now and look at what's come of it now. But the closer that you can get to really accepting the fact that the change is there, the change is there. It has arrived. <laughs> Usually by the time we're, I, we're, we're saying something about it, we're responding to it. The change has arrived. The deed has been done. You know, we, we have moved on. And at that point in time, the more quickly we can accept that and move into embracing what's positive on the other side, the easier the change is. 
right? And so I'm going to say this again a different way. The change has already happened, right? And we can either move with that change, accept that the change has happened, and find what's of value where we are now, or we can wrestle with it and try to pretend in one way or another or hold, kind of hold ourselves hostage in one way or another, um, but pretend that the change hasn't happened, right? And, and so, so uh, once again, I want to I wanna define what that looks like because it's, it's so important to kind of get a sense of the moment that you can take advantage of in order to make change your ally. So that moment is once you acknowledge, say you lose the relationship, you lose the job, at that point in time, the faster that you can move into accepting that there's been change and embracing what it is that's coming next, the happier then you're going to be with that whole cycle. Now, that doesn't mean you get on your case when you go into grief. Grief is a, a normal part of loss. But once again, it's like you have a lot of choice around how long you stay there and how productive that is or how destructive that is. And I'll give you examples of productive and destructive. Productive would be feeling the loss and acknowledging that something that you, you cared about or something that you wanted no longer is. Really acknowledging that and feeling the feelings around it. What would be unproductive is when you turn that into some kind of meaning, right? So I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about that, but that's when you go through, you lose your job, and then that becomes about never being able to have a job or becomes about you being a loser, or it becomes about something that becomes fixed because of this change, something that becomes true about who you are or what you're entitled to because of this one change. And when we get stuck in that creation of a meaning related to a change, then we have a very difficult time kind of moving through the whole process. So like I said, I'm going to talk a little bit more about how we assign meanings to challenging situations um, and then what it is that we can do about it um, in, in the second part of um, this show. But I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, how we cling to this image of what our life should be like. So how we cling to this image of what our life should be like, you know, this is a fine line because, you know, in person, the personal development world, we're taught, go for what you want, live your passion, dream your dream and follow it. You know, everything about imagining, envisioning, really seeing what it is that we want for ourselves. And so that process is a really wonderful process. It's, um, it's a creative process. It helps us move our life um, in the direction that we want it to. It helps us create more of what we want to see. But then there's a flip side of it, right? The flip side of it is when we become fixated on that goal 
And, and it is only when that is achieved that we are then feeling happy. We're feeling good. So then the, the bumps that come along the way, the not having whatever it is that we're going for creates an internal distress. And that distress really starts to chop away at our quality of life. And it's socially supported as well. That's a really important thing to remember because it's not even just us holding these um, ideals in place. A lot of times they're held in place by our, our community, our friends, our family, um, just in, in, without even thinking about it, it on an unconscious level. They're held in place. This is what a life is supposed to look like. This is what, you know, an ideal, this is what a successful person looks like. This is what a happy person looks like. And, and we're, we associate more with the image than we do actually cultivate the interior, interior experience of, of happiness, regardless of how much change that we see in our life. Um, so the trick here is knowing that our life looks exactly what it's supposed to look like. That doesn't mean there isn't something to strive for or a direction to grow in or things to learn. It just means that, you know, your happiness is not based in having a different life that your life is actually really perfect the way that it is. And it has all the raw materials for you to be able to work and grow and develop. So when you can start to embrace what you have now, find the meaning and the happiness in what it is that you have now, and at the same time, create and move in the direction of the things that you believe that you want for yourself, then you have created an ability to flex with life, right? Because regardless of what the moment is in that mo is now, you are, you are good. You recognize its own, its perfection. You recognize the value of what it's bringing to you. And recognizing the value it's bringing to you while being willing to still create more in the future. So that is one of the tricks that happens in a lot of personal development work. There are these like two sides of a coin. And when you get one side of them, uh, it can leave you a little bit off balance. And you can wonder, why am I not getting somewhere? Why am I not seeing progress in the way that I want to? Or why am I feeling kind of empty on the inside? And that's because both sides haven't been put together in a way that really work together. And, and the difference with that is that's wisdom, putting those two pieces together. And some of that 
is about what we learn as we go through life. And then some of it is stuff that we can, we can listen to, or we can read, um, from others and start to kind of soak that in and allow that to adjust our perception. Okay. So this adjustment is to be able to want what you want, dream the big dream, go for it and be able to, um, flex and move with the changes and the flexing and moving with the changes comes from that acceptance of what is now and, and finding the value, the beauty and everything, um, that is in now. Okay. So, so that's it for this segment of the show. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and um, then I'll be back talking more about how you can work with change to create more um, happiness and well-being in your life. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about ways to work with change. Before the break, I was talking about how acceptance helps us work with change, accepting what is now while still reaching for what it is that we want. And now I'd like to talk about um, how bravery um, in the face of change and, and strength in the face of change really helps us in some ways that we might be able to do that. So there is a bit of a belief out there that builds on what I was talking about before. And it is this somehow it kind of exists on like the child level of our consciousness, but it's the, the false idea that we're really destined to have what we want. And I, 
I, I want this not to be, um, I, I want this to still be a positive thing because I, I very much believe in people creating their lives and, and creating more and more of what they want. But there's this difference between that and almost a sense of entitlement that life is, we are, we should be given what it is that we want and um, that something is wrong if we don't get it. Um, so in having this is then what I was talking about before, this sign of enduring happiness. You know, I got what I want and therefore I'm happy. And you can hear it even in those words, how it's, it's a little bit like a childish thinking. So, um, so having what we want is really more of the result of an ongoing and evolving effort. It's, it's about our willingness to continually show up to life and, you know, and, and work it and, and develop what we want and also understand through the process of creating what we want that, um, you know, some of the things that don't serve us, some of the things that don't move us in that direction are actually going to fade away. And sometimes those things can look like things that we thought we really wanted. <laughs> so, um, so inevitably that life is going to throw us some curveballs, right? We're going to lose some things that we really thought were, were, were perfect for us. Like I was talking about before the job, the, the relationship and the response a lot of times on an emotional, energetic, even mental level is to clench up, right? Is it's, it's a, it's a, of like a fear response to the loss or a desire to hold on to what it is that we're losing. And it's that clenching up that we're hoping is actually going to protect us through the change. And, and unfortunately, it does just the opposite. And so that we need to retrain ourselves some. So when in it, uh, like when a change or a loss occurs, um, you know, what we need to really learn to do is improve our ability to uh, manage the discomfort, right? So if we have the mindset that we should have what we want, then when the discomfort comes, then we feel like something's wrong. And then usually what happens is we assign a meaning to it. Right. And that is the path of destruction. Essentially, that's the one that's really not going to work. So what needs to happen is that, you know, we need to have a um, sort of an awareness, an awakening around, um, you know, what it means to have what we want. And the, the process that that it's a process that we can embrace. So, and once we make that shift, then it's like, it naturally comes that, okay, there's going to be ups and downs on this road. And with the ups and downs on this road, okay, if I know for a fact, there are going to be ups and downs on this road. Now what? Now, how do I learn to be with them? Because if every time something bad happens, 
I give it some sort of negative meaning or I react to it in some way, that is going to make the situation harder and make the change feel worse. Okay. So the first piece of being able to stop ourselves from clenching up is to stop ourselves from assigning meaning, right? So when we assign um, the, a meaning to what is happening, then usually what we do is we look for that meaning to be replicated in the future, right? So my relationship ended, that means I can't have good relationships. Then I get in another relationship and I start to look for proof unconsciously, but I start to look for proof that I can't have a good relationship. If I get fired from a job and I tell myself I'm not a good employee or I'll never have a job I want, I might then start to look for proof of that in my life, in which case I start to lock in these negative experiences, which then brings me further along. It then actually has me feel more uh, like I clench up even more in trying to avoid from those things happening. Yet every single time I'm reinforcing them and I'm stepping into them more. And this is how we kind of get in those binds. Like all I want to do is be accepted and all I ever get is rejection, right? That's how we get in those binds. So it's really important that when change comes your way, we've already said it's inevitable. It's just going to happen, right? So we know that, you know, there's going to be ups and there, there's going to be good changes and bad changes, right? But there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And that, um, you know, when there are downs, it's very important that we're not ascribing meaning to them. That it means what it is, which is a fact, you know, you lost your job, you lost your relationship, this situation didn't work out. That, those facts, you, you can lean on those. But it doesn't mean anything about your future until you make it mean something about your future. Because as long as I mean, it can always be a learning event for you to move forward and to have more information about how to get what you want. Okay. So one is about, you know, not ascribing meaning. And the second part is about, you know, it's a little bit of a mindset shift and it's a little bit of an emotional shift. So knowing that there are going to be painful things along the way, what if you grew your tolerance for difficult emotions? So, or what if you built your ability to shift to a positive emotion? Right. So the reason why I say grow your tolerance for difficult emotions is not so that um, you can maintain a state of misery as you move forward and be okay with it, but it's so that you can move out from being all clenched up and actually move into a place where you can relax a little bit and be a little bit more present 
And then that allows you the platform to be able to shift from a positive, I mean, from a negative emotion to a positive emotion. Okay, so let's go through that one more time. So you you have a, a change in your life that you perceive as, you know, painful, negative, what have you. And you you're you're gonna your tendency is then maybe to clench up. And what instead you do is like it's okay. Like I'm uncomfortable now, but I'm not going to, you know, fall apart. Right. So it's okay that I'm feeling uncomfortable right now. And then there's a little bit of relaxation in that total kind of balled up feeling. So there's a little bit of relaxation. And then that becomes the platform that you're able to shift from your uh, negative emotion to a positive emotion. And this is such a, I love it when people get to this point in their development, it's such an awesome moment because, you know, really it's just like, it goes so fast. It starts to be like, oh, you know, you're here and you know how to get over to this more positive state. So let's just do it. And you increase the speed at which someone is able to make that change, which becomes such a powerful tool. Okay. So, uh, in um, shifting from that negative state to that uh, positive state, the first thing that you need to do is create the positive state. Okay, so it, it already exists inside you, so you don't actually have to create it, but you need to be connected to it because if you're not connected to it, you, you are not going to have access to it to be able to shift into it, right? And I'm going to talk about choice a little bit more, like blame and choice in the next segment, because choice factors into all of this as well. You have to know that you're at choice to change your emotions and change your emotional state. Okay. So um, once again, you're, you're in this place where you're shifting, you're trying to shift from negative to positive emotion. Outside of this, you probably already know that you have a problem when you get faced with certain changes or certain situations. So you think about how is it that I want to move through this difficult situation? How would I like to feel every day that I don't have a job? Or how would I like to live my life now that I'm not in a relationship or whatever version you have? How do I want to approach growing my business? So first of all, you find what that feels like because you're actually able to lock in that feeling and then shift into it. So, so let's say that, um, I want to feel like I have time to relax now that I've lost my job, because I know actually that, you know, being able to just decompress a little bit is going to overall make me that much better at moving, moving forward. But I'm really stressed out because I don't have a job and I'm worried about finances, et cetera, et cetera. So what you do is you say, okay, well, what is a relaxed state? What's a time that I remember feeling really relaxed, right? And you feel that, you bring your attention there, you feel that, 
and you, you get very familiar with it. And then in getting very familiar with it, you can then, you can then take where you are and actually jump into the other. It doesn't, it doesn't require anything besides making the jump from one place to another. However, um, it can take time. Uh, so, uh, it can take time because we believe that it needs to take time. It can take time because we don't really know how to do it yet. Um, or it can make, take time because it's a particularly challenging issue, but it can happen pretty instantaneously once you learn how to do it. And once you know that you have choice and you also have to want to make the choice. Okay. So you're, you're cultivating a positive state that then you can have access to as you move through whatever situation you're moving through. And when you start to feel really stressed out because you lost your job, you actually shift yourself just feeling wise. You don't have to change the situation and how you're analyzing it, but you actually just shift into this new feeling. Okay. And then you repeat, you repeat, you just keep practicing it. And before you know it, you actually develop at very least the ability to shift where you are emotionally. And in the best circumstance, you're actually able to do a situation like this from that new state, right? So this works in all different situations that are stressful and change just happens to be one of them. But the first thing that you need to be able to do is shift yourself enough, uh, move, which I was calling that clench state, right? So um, you need to shift yourself enough from that place to then be able to make this choice. That's a, that's a critical piece of it. Because as long as we're in that really, you know, kind of frightened, shut down place, um, you know, where maybe our thinking is negative or we're obsessed with worry or whatever, the more that we're in that place, the harder that it is, um, for us to be able to make, you know, kind of make the switch. It's like, we don't have the conscious awareness at that point in time to make the switch. Right. So that's why when you say like, well, why does this work sometimes and not work other times? It, we have varying levels of consciousness from, from moment to moment. So this is about, um, being able to uh, be conscious enough to be able to recognize that there is another way of being in that moment and choosing to make that change. And it's really fascinating because all of this stuff in some ways is very, it's very simple. Um, but for most people, it's really not easy. Um, it can be challenging to learn how to be able to perceive this way and learn how to make these types of changes, especially when we're in a challenging circumstance. So it can be helpful when you're in a good circumstance to start to pay attention to what it feels like to be in a positive state and then use that as much as possible. Okay. So it's critical. And when, when we're thrown that curveball, when we lose something that we really want, 
Now we are able to face that in a way that is really courageous, in a way that is willing, you are willing to, you know, feel the pain and the discomfort of the loss and courageous enough to let that pain and discomfort go and choose something positive for ourselves. Right? Because that takes courage as well, as much as sometimes we think changing to a positive state would be easy, it takes courage to shift, to let go of something. Um, even if it's painful, it can be challenging for us to let go of it. So before we go to break, this time around, I'd like to tell you a little bit about um, my morning mindset series. So I have my morning mindset series. It's a free series on confidence. And it's a video every day that's about under five minutes. And it gives you a brief segment on how to um, work to develop your confidence. And so each one comes with a mini exercise that you can do um, to move yourself forward. And so if you would like to sign up for that, you can go to my website, katesigner.com, and it goes to uh, work with me forward slash confidence. You can also find it through my Facebook page, uh, Kate Siner Facebook page. That might actually be the easiest way for you to do it. So um, I would love to have you in that program. Um, it's been really wonderful seeing the results so far. And um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And I will be back with the end of the show. want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answer, and we've been talking about ways to deal with change. And um, 
before the break, I was talking about how we can make a, sh a shift from one state to another state. And so in making that shift from one state to another state, we can become more fluid and be able to move with change more easily. So what I'd like to wrap up this show talking about is our ability to choose. Because really, in order to shift states like that and to be able to work with change more positively, we need to be able to know that we're at choice. And one of the things that holds us back is our is blame, is our tendency to want to blame others, the world, you know, uh, God, whoever, um, in the face of loss, especially of, you know, loss of something that we want. So there's something about many of us where we somehow feel like if we blame something else, we maintain a sense of power. Um, it's like, if, if you do this to me, then I have, I can do something about it. I can be angry at you. I can kick you out of my life. I can, you know, do something to make it clear that this painful thing will not happen to me again. Right. And, and so that's one of the reasons that we blame. Right. And, um, another is we haven't learned how not to blame sometimes, um, a lot of people were, were brought up where that's just what you did. That's how you dealt with difficult circumstances. You found somebody else who was at fault. Um, and while that might sound a little bit funny, it actually uh, is a way that many people have um, experienced change um, or dealing with change on one level or another. Um, it can happen in small ways and big ways in people's lives. So this false sense of control that we get from being able to blame people actually stops us from being able to do what we really need to do, um, which is take charge of our own life and our own emotions, like I was talking about before, right? So that is the opposite of blame is actually accountability. It's our ability to say, yeah, okay, wait a second here. You know, regardless of the, the who played a role or, you know, what happened, it's just like, I made choices too, and I'm going to own those, and I'm going to own um, my emotion and know that I'm in charge of my emotional state. And that isn't to blame yourself, right? <laughs> it's not about moving blame from other people to blame of yourself. It is about being willing to say, okay, I can own what's mine here. Um, and I, I can take charge of my emotional state. So when we know that we have this ability to um, choose, make these choices about how we're going to look at a situation and how we're going to feel uh, about a situation, um, this is what really gives us a feeling of being empowered. This is what really allows us to face the uncertain future and the inevitable painful events that come along. This is what helps us face that with grace, with ease, 
is because we know at that fundamental level that we can make the choices that we need to, that we can hold ourselves accountable where we need to, that we can make changes to our situation and to our emotional state as we need to. Okay, so this is an incredibly um, important place to be, is to be able to recognize our ability to, to change and feel empowered rather than be disempowered and blame others. And one of the things that I think is really fascinating at this point in time is that there's been more and more of an interest in um, in the the neuro um, psychology and and biology behind like spiritual states and and positive mental states. And you know we're starting to learn more and more about this. And one of the things that um, can be really helpful when it comes to blame is using uh, you know spiritual techniques to actually disengage from the kind of negative obsession that can happen when we feel like we've been wronged. And, and that can come in the form of um, prayer, that can come in the form of uh, forgiveness that can come in the form of, you know, some people send energy. So, you know, there are all these different ways that, you know, regardless of what you believe about how the world works, we're noticing that doing those acts is really helpful for our minds that it's actually helping our minds wire and function in a way that really serves us. Okay. And there's actually um, an article that you can check out um, from, uh, it's from NPR. It says, a prayer may reshape your brain and reality. And so you can take a look at that. Prayer may reshape your brain and reality. It talks a little bit about how you know things such as prayer really help people be able to create a, more of a positive self, a state for themselves, which helps them then deal with these highs and lows of life. You know, in recapping all of this information. From the top, it's the, we move into acceptance, the acceptance that the change has already happened. And it's this acceptance that then kind of places us more in the present moment. We're fighting with life less. We've just said, yes, this is happening. At the point that we've moved from acceptance, you know, into acceptance that it's happening, we acknowledge the fact that there might be an emotional reaction that's happening even if we've accepted it. And by acknowledging that there's an emotional reaction and saying, okay, and then being willing to just deal with the uncomfortable emotions that are there in that moment, that gives us another le level of consciousness and another pause. And as we pause in that moment, we have the ability to start to switch from one state to another. So from the, the negative state that we might be in to the positive state. And in order to do that, we need to practice knowing what it's like to be the in that more positive state. That helps us make the change. Another thing that helps us make the change is recognizing if there is any blame that's keeping us 
held on to the situation. It's like a negative attachment to the situation. And we can use forgiveness and other exercises to let go of that negative attachment and to then be able to make that choice, right? So, you know, if you are not able to make that transition easy, that's when you want to start um, tr troubleshooting and seeing what's holding you to the negative state of being. That might be a belief you have. I and mean, we've talked about these things before and I'll go into them again. But that is a basic recipe for being able to reliably work with change as you, you know, move you know, forward in your life. So I encourage you to practice, just practice bringing in those new positive states and paying attention to how you deal with change right now so that you can begin to implement um, some of these pieces. And then uh, additionally, I want to remind you about my um, morning mindset series. And that morning mindset series is on confidence. And uh, what, you can, what you do is when you sign up, you'll get an email into your inbox at 6.30 a.m. every morning. And that will um, give you a little piece. It's between two and a half and five minutes on confidence and an exercise that you can do to forward your confidence. And this goes on Monday through Friday for about a month, really helping you learn the skills that you need and want to learn to feel more confident. And I think the best way for you to sign up for that program is to go to my Facebook page and sign up. You'll see a link, I'm sure, for a Morning Mindset. And that will bring you right there. So I want to thank you for joining me this time around. And I will see you next week on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.